I think this should be the um, theme song for the lockdown series. Italian Wine Podcast Lockdown Series. Every Monday we'll be connecting with Italian wine people. Join us to find out what they're doing and drinking today. This podcast is brought to you by Colangelo and Partners, the leading fine wine and spirits agency in the US. Visit Colangelo and Partners on www.colangelopr.com. All right. Hello, everybody. Buonasera. Ciao. Um, welcome to the lockdown series with Italian Wine People. I am Michelle Erland, and I'm very excited to be here with our special guest today, Lawrence Cronin. Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Cheers. Nice to be here. Cheers. It's nice to meet you. Um, so, Lawrence, you are the winemaker at Tunuta di Arceno, is that correct? Yes, correct. correct. Lie detector test. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where are you located right now? We're, right now, I'm in Castelnuovo Baradenga. So, we're in the Canti Classico region in the southern part, which is, uh, Cast which is uh, Castelnuovo Baradenga. So in the southernmost region, San Guzme is the closest town to the winery. Okay. Um, so how's everything going where you are? Are you guys still in lockdown or are things opening no, up? We're, yeah, we're coming out of lockdown now. Restaurants are starting to open this weekend. Uh, restaurants were open for takeout not so long ago, like last week, but this week restaurants are opening. Things are getting a lot of people out on bicycles, a lot of people out walking. There's a, a lot more strict here probably than the States have, you know, in the first couple of months. But now, you know, everybody's, people are getting a lot of exercise now. I think the Italian government has given you a 500 euro credit to buy a bicycle if you want. Wow. Well, I'm in New York right now, so we are still on pause. Um, so we are still in our homes and not a lot is open. Uh, but one thing we do have is wine. So it's been an amazing um, opportunity to connect with so many people virtually over wine and to talk about wine. Um, so can you tell us what you're drinking right now? So um, it's about three o'clock here. So I had to think ahead for dinner. <laughs> okay. So I opened up 100% Sangiovese. It's a Strato Sasso, if you can see it. It's our Grand Selectione. 2017 I'm drinking. 100% uh, Sangiovese from one vineyard. We make about 800 cases. Really super high acid, bright, very bright wine. Very nice. Um, so yeah, even though, you know, we, we spoke about every all the humans being on lockdown, I mean, nature still continued. So how do you think this year's vintage is doing right now? I mean, I guess for this lockdown, I'm, I'm the, one of the lucky ones because being in agriculture, it never really, I was never really in lockdown. I was in lockdown, but socially, but you know, the vineyards keep growing and the wine keeps aging. And for agriculture, you were allowed to go to work because if you don't tend the vines, you lose anything. You don't take care of the wine, you lose everything as well. 
So I've been going to work every day, almost every day, uh, limited people, but the vines are growing beautifully. 2019 looks like a super year. We just have flowering start on Monday and a little earlier than usual, maybe a week earlier than last year. But it's so hard to tell. A lot of people always ask me in spring, so how is the 2020 going to be? You know, it's a long way to go for that. Exactly. We still have another two seasons, right? Before harvest, ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah I think anything could happen. I mean, look at now. I mean, January till now, who would have expected this is what 2020 would have looked like? Um, but that's amazing. So, uh, yeah. I heard a rumor. You are originally from New York? I was born in Staten Island, New York, and grew up in Staten Island and New Jersey. Classic, stereotypical Uncle Tony, Cousin Vinny, Uncle Rocky, with my grandmother living in Sicily. I've been a winemaker at this winery since 2002, so that's coming up on 20 years quite soon. Wow. So you have Sicilian roots. You used to visit your, your family in Sicily. But what made you want to get into wine? Hmm. I mean, I made some moonshine with my grandmother once, but you know, it turned to, turned to vinegar. We made white wine one summer. So I had my first experience with that. Uh, I went to school for chemical engineering in Syracuse, upstate New York. Wow. And didn't really want to do that. And so when I moved to California, I went to school, another school in Humboldt State up north in California, very hippie, hippie land, peace and love. And my first job was near in the wine country, nothing to do with wine. And I was working as a chemist in wine country. And I all of a sudden said, why don't I just uh, be a chemist in a winery? And I got a, a job as a harvest intern in, a, in Anderson Valley in Mendocino in 1995. And it was, uh, he's, you know, the guy, the winemaker at the time said, you know, you, you could do the lab work, sure. I mean, it was really rustic. There was Elkhorns on top of the lab. So don't think of like a, a white lab coat and a laboratory. There was Elkhorns on top of the lab. And I started working there in 1995 and I never looked back. Wow, I mean, it really is the best industry to be in, the wine industry. Just the people connecting with one another. I mean, you can have so many people with diverse backgrounds and all passionate about this one thing. It's really an incredible, um, industry to be in. So if you've seen uh, some other podcasts that episodes that I've done, I love to ask producers this question because if Sangiovese were to be a person or a child, what kind of personality would it have? It makes its own rules. You don't know for harvest, for example, you don't, if it, it really depends on what type of harvest, what kind of Sangiovese you get. If it's a warm harvest, you get a completely different Sangiovese than a cold harvest. So. It's very fickle, it's very independent. You can't really control it. You just have to steer it in the direction you want and hope it goes where you like, like kids. You, do you have kids? I have an eight-year-old soon to play, to turn uh, nine years old, June 7th. Oh, wow. Well, happy early birthday to him. So does he have a Sangiovese type personality? Hmm. He's stubborn and competitive. Okay, very competitive. Uh, during this lockdown, I've been play playing a lot of one-on-one -on -one soccer or calcio football, whatever you want to call it, in the barn because he's home from school. So 
very competitive. Every day we're playing one-on-one and I can't win anymore. <laughs> you know, I try to win, but he actually gets into my head now and he says, Poppy, you, you're over 15, you have three bad knees, you know? So he's not, I mean, he's not like, he's more mellow than Sangiovese, I would say, but very stubborn like Sangiovese. So you've been, you've been playing soccer or football with him every single day since this began. Do you find that, you know, there's more time to spend and do hobbies that you enjoy? Yeah, I mean, before the lockdown, he was playing football. You know, Italy's crazy for football. You guys don't know. A seven-year-old has three coaches for his team, three or four coaches. You know, goalie coach, you know, it's quite intense here. And he was playing three times a week for his team, Castelnova Veradenga. And now that he can't play, there's a lot of pent-up energy in there. So, you know, I get home at 4.30. He's literally waiting at the door with my shoes in, in my hand. I just change my work clothes, put on my shoes, and I'm out in the barn playing football until 6.30. The only thing that saves me, his television show is on at 6.30. So sometimes I'm looking at my watch, is the show on yet? Because, <laughs> you know, it gets pretty tiring. <laughs> what, show, what show does he like? Well, in my house, we, we speak, we're speaking three languages. We're speaking English, German, and Italian, because my wife's from uh, Austria, from Vienna. Oh, wow. So the satellite's facing towards Germany. So he's watching this show, I don't know, it's Wuzel Guzel. It's his uh, blue bear character who does the news. It's quite a, an intelligent show. He learns a lot. It's, uh, it's a television show I don't mind him watching. He comes back with things like talking about nuclear disarmament, you know, for an eight-year-old. So he actually <laughs> learns stuff. But it's called Wuzel Guzel. I'm sure you guys never heard of it. But, you know, it's quite, uh, quite a funny show. <laughs> um, so, Lawrence, what other, what other hobbies have you been uh, I didn't hear working you. on during this uh, lockdown? No, there's not much time for to uh, go after my hobbies because, you know, with the eight-year-old, when I get home, every moment is, you know, willingly, happily, I, I'm spending with him playing games or playing sports or bike riding or something like that. Uh, so, I mean, for me, what I'm doing now is I ride my motorcycle a lot. I mean, uh, I ride a motorcycle to work every day, and that gives me a sense of freedom. You know, I leave, even if it's locked down, I'm out, I'm like, ah, you know, you feel the air, you feel the away from this lockdown a little bit. Uh, so, I ride my motorcycle, bicycle, no really other hobbies. I'm drinking wine, cooking, like everybody else, you know. Who, in who's March. The who's the best cook in your family? You or your wife? Uh, she, she's out and she can't hear me now, so I would say me. <laughs> we won't tell her. I mean, we, we cook a little different, you know. I, I use a lot more olive oil, a lot more garlic, and she's more refined. You know, she'll cut the vegetables perfectly. She's Austrian, you know, and I'll cut things a little more robust and, you know, it's two different styles. But she makes some great Austrian dishes that I can never try to make. But in March, you know, a lot of recipes, looking at recipes and cooking and apple pies and things like that. So you said that restaurants are opening this weekend in your area. Is there a place that you can't wait to go to or a food you can't wait to have that you haven't had in a while? Yeah, I mean, there's a place in town that makes uh, like a chingali wild boar stew and they put that over pasta so i'm looking forward to that 
things, you know, things I can't make, you know, you know if I can't make it, that's what I want to go to the restaurant for. Exactly. Um, so I actually did hear another rumor, Lawrence. Is it true that you have some uh, skills on the guitar? You know, this, this is the urban le legend that's going around. About a month ago, I did a virtual tasting in my cantina. And while I was doing the tasting, there's just a guitar sitting in the background. So all the people in the company saw this guitar. So now they think, you know, I can play guitar. I have a guitar. I don't know if that means I can play it. I can try. Do you have a guitar with you? <laughs> you know, Do you course, have a guitar? Yes. Well, let's see. We can, we can try. I better take a drink first. <laughs> Cheers. So, I really can't play any songs and things like that. So, basically, you said one of my hobbies, maybe. I just go and uh, just make up stuff. You know, just we'll play anything to just... I don't play songs. I just make things up. So, I'll try to make things up. I'll think about the coronavirus in March, and then I'll think about it now opening up. Okay? There you go. tried to be a little dark the march was a little dark here and cold and now it's starting to lighten up so i tried to think about march when it was a little also it's quite you know scarier in march you know now Italy's just you know the curves going way down and you feel a little more happy to go out i think this should be the um theme song for the lockdown series italian wine podcast for sure <laughs> uh let's talk about as the world's opening, where do you want to travel as soon as we can start traveling again? Sicily, because we still have my, my grandmother's family house in Sicily. And every summer, uh, I go there at least two, three trips. One usually by myself, because I have to you know fix things in the house. Once with just me and my son, and that's the boys trip. And we don't really have to clean the house so much. And once with my mother comes from, from, she lives in California now, but she comes here and stays here for a month and we go to Sicily all together. So my, me, my mother and my son. My wife doesn't go because we have a bed and breakfast here. I'm in the bed and breakfast now, so in summer she's busy. But at least three times a year I go to Sicily and, and this year I don't know, right? At this moment you can't leave your region, so I, I can't leave Tuscany. So we'll see what happens in July, 
if I can get to Sicily. But the first chance I'll get, it's an hour and a 15 minute flight to Palermo. I'll go to Sicily because I need calamari, beach, and some moonshine white wine. <laughs> when, I, when I used to go with my grandmother, we used to go to the restaurants. She wouldn't, she wouldn't go to a restaurant unless they had the, the wine by the carafe. Well, your grandmother sounds like a, a wise a wise woman. Um, well, listen, Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us um, on sure. the lockdown series. It was great to get to know you. Uh, I would like to toast you for this uh, amazing experience. And uh, here's to your family. Here's to Tenuta Diarceno. And hopefully we'll all be together having a glass of uh, Chianti Classico soon. Cheers. Cheers. And thinking about you in New York. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers. See you next Monday for another virtual wine journey Italian wine podcast lockdown series.